What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Melodic, and you're listening to STP Radio. Nothing you hear on this show is financial advice. <clears throat> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Melodic, aka Chris, and you're tuning into STP Radio with my main man, Flourish, Dr. Jones, and Bundy in the audience. What is good, Chris? I am loving this morning energy, bro. I'm bringing the heat. I'm bringing the energy. I feel good. I'm loving these smaller groups. These small spaces are refreshing. We got to be careful out here. There's some stuff going on. You know, this NFT God thing is absolutely brutal. Obviously, his computer was hacked and they were able to drain his wallets. Uh, They got hold of his newsletter. I'm really surprised that there has been no compromise uh, in Discord yet. But I think Discord's got to be coming. Like they, uh, they're obviously not very thoughtful hackers, though. I mean, they're smart enough to get the stuff, but they're not but smart I mean, enough. How, how f- did they do that? Well, I don't know, and that's one thing I am curious about. Is so there's something on his computer that's for sure, and through that they're probably able to view his screen. I would think or keylog it. Like there's maybe a keylogger. So it's it's like a keylogger or the ability to view the screen. One of the two things, and. In that they were able to get access to his newsletter wallets, so he did. He did send out two emails, and they were newsletter? clearly fake. Then my question is on the cold wall. Like he must have had his ledger plugged in. I'm really curious. I don't want to. I mean, I, I'm gonna. Was hopefully... it on a cold wallet? Yeah, it was a hot wallet and a cold wallet. So I'm really wanting to understand how this is possible. So I'm thinking now. Like, I mean. This whole situation is super unfortunate and like you hate to see it, but like there's got to be lessons learned. He's taking it well, so you love to see that. I'm going to start putting... At least on the outside, he's taking it well. Um, that's right? very Even true. He's, he's got to be, I think he, he's got to be strong for his community. And I'm really hoping that he lets us send him some money. Like I will donate anything I can if he can create a wallet that we know is safe and he can send it to it. But I, we kind of got to get over this period before we start thinking of things. So it's kind of like give him the space and time. Yeah, true. But... Yeah, it makes me want to like I have a another ledger I haven't used at all. It's kind of making me think that like you, we should all have a ledger that is not connected to any computer at all. Like you set it up and then you remove it, and then you just send things there. And that's the only thing you ever do because at that point it's untouchable. That's how I'm using my ledger. Yeah. That's probably how you should use it, but I don't think that's how people actually use it, which is probably where a lot of problems come in. But yeah. I still think most people aren't even using a ledger at all. I think Whoa. they bought one at some point, but never set it up and just say they're using uh, a cold wallet, but actually just using a hot wallet because yeah. it's way easier. Yeah, I, I definitely use both, but I, I need to be smarter with it. We got Ken on stage. What's going on, Ken? What's going on, Ken? Hey, guys. Hey, hello. So I just read, I, I just read what, what happened, and I was like, I'm trying to find out uh, how Alex... Um, got scammed. So, f- to be honest, like uh, a, a lot of people don't know how to use ledger. So even me, I even I if, if even um, I have like uh, right now three or four ledgers, but I have constantly um, connected to my uh, laptop. So yeah. Uh, it's something that we should definitely try to 
raise awareness around safety for sure you're absolutely right and the thing is some of these hacks are very creative and like so easy to stumble upon i got hit up at one time i almost fell for it, it was so close i'm so so lucky i got hit this one time i launched a project a little while ago it was a free free thing and someone hit me up and they're like hey we want to like use your nfts in the game i want to show you the game and like there was this whole dialogue it was this whole thing and i was kind of like i'm very naive and i was like oh this sounds kind of cool like let's because i want to add value for my holder so i'm trying to do whatever i can and we got in the dialogue that showed me their website it looked really professional the twitter had good engagement like i'm like okay this looks fine they send me the, the the browser and it looks good but he says you have to download the game like actually have to download the game so i downloaded it but i didn't click it i had this last minute thing like man like this doesn't feel right so i didn't actually click it but i can just see how some of the stuff happens and actually my discord actually did get compromised one time um there, there's another thing going around so it's like um a lot of servers you have to do uh, verification to get in them and there is one where i entered the server and a me six verification came up that was fake and it looked completely real i did the verification and the buddy had access to my discord and completely um you know was posting links and it was just a complete nightmare that one's easy to fix because once you change your password or they have no longer of access but but um this ken one sec here victoria came and put her hand up right away and then we have code as well and then we'll kind of go around what's going on victoria hey hi everybody I mean, what a news to wake up to. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it. Um, but I haven't figured out, like, you know, where the problem came from. Uh, where, I know that he's taking his time, but, like, was anybody able to, like, find out what happened? Is it something with his newsletter? So his newsletter is 100% fake. That is, like, definitely don't click that. Like, he would never just send a link or, or show like that. So... That is 100% Wait, somebody fake. sent a newsletter that's saying it's his newsletter? So his, like, so his computer was compromised. Like, He hasn't given okay. a lot of details yet because I don't think he even knows yet. He's kind of taking his time as he should. And by his computer being compromised, they gave them access to his hot and cold wallet. How they were able to transfer off the cold wallet yet, still unsure. But someone sniped his mutant who has a heart and is working with him to give him the mutant back. So the mutant will be back in his hands. And we're hoping that he allows us to help him pay for it because, you know, it just seems like the right thing to do. So computer compromised, wallets drained. They, I guess they sent, they sent two emails this morning of scam links. So he's, he's um, publicly taken it very well, but you know, this is, extremely challenging i would i would think so we definitely want to offer him all the support we can and we're lucky in the sense that the hacker hasn't been very thoughtful about how to do the things like then like this guy obviously has no context on nft got her done zero research because like the tweets that were sent out were fake there was fake tweets sent out from his account that were horribly written and very obviously fake the newsletter was just a link so I would suspect that the collateral damage from this will be very, very minimal, if any at all, um, other than the massive, I mean, he lost everything, which is traumatic. He lost a lot. Like it was like 33 Nifty Portals, Clonex, Mutant, like a lot of stuff, which is like, you absolutely hate to see it. 
I was gutted last night when I like watched this go down. Dr. Jones was the one who brought it up to my attention. And the more research I had into it, it was it's just like heartbreaking. Like it's actually heartbreaking. And then to see him put on such a like a strong face, like kind of just blowing it under um under the rug was like I like it it took me kind of by surprise. Like I really really want him to let us help him. That's the thing. But yeah, we have a lot of hands up. So we'll 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 go to code and then Dr. Jones. Glad we're, uh, well, first off, what's up, everybody? Um, thanks for letting me up. Um, but second of all, um, I'm glad you were talking about, like, wallet safety and stuff like that. Um, so one thing about uh, cybersecurity that I learned is, um, and I want people to notice, sorry about the um, motorcycles and shit in the background, but uh, when you post that you've been compromised on the Internet, you open yourself up for more comp, um, uh, damn, I'm about to make a word of comp, composite, <laughs> compromise. No, yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but, uh, basically like it, it's one of the worst things that you can do. It's like now they, now they have your Twitter handle and all of that. And then they'll just be searching for, uh, the, the message that you put out, which would be, I just got hacked and then they'll compromise you even more. So that's just one thing I wanted to get understood. When you actually put it out there, you, you can get compromised even more. But also, um, sheesh, yeah, uh, I think it's a real important thing to know that you shouldn't be clicking these sketchy-ass links because um, there's some stuff that showed up in my wallet the other day, and I'm like, why is it here? And it looked weird, so I'm like, I'm not going to touch the link. Don't interact with it. Uh, don't try to fix it. Don't try to move it. That's what I've been hearing, so that's what I'm doing. Um, but I've been noticing that it's just not me that's getting, uh, like, scam NFT sent to them. Like, it'll go to a hidden folder and stuff like that. Um, but then sometimes it'll go into your collected, and it'll, do, it'll just be airdrop. So this is coming from a noob that just started, like, two weeks. So I'm just saying, like, this is, this is real wild. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I was kind of scared to jump in. But uh, at the same time, I wanted to jump in as well to educate people on this. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you guys are really going into this because uh, I'm learning a lot. Yeah, no, it's super important. There's a lot going on right now. And it, the thing is, we've kind of moved like the, the airdrop stuff has been happening for a long time. And that's something to be wary of. And there is education on that. But the thing that's frightening lately is we're seeing experienced people who know what they're doing lose their things. Like people who've been in the industry for years with extremely expensive assets like like Novo's Punk, like NFT God. And I believe, I've now this is just hearsay. I read that potentially um, Franklin might have lost an, an ape or a mutant or something. So I like I have to kind of look into that. But like I read that in the Nifty Portal. Um, but NFT God did just release um, an email saying that all his accounts are currently hacked and do not click any links. So absolutely everything associated with with nft got is compromised at this time and the more we can let people know the better not only that discord has yet to see any um, suspicious activity but i would suspect that if they become aware of his discord we will see um some stuff in discord so just be really careful with that uh, dr jones and then victoria um going back a bit from all the wallet attacks and everything i think the main problem um, right now is the newsletter thing. I mean, 
it's basically one big leak of email addresses of people in the NFT space. The hackers now have access to 16,000 people and can send whenever they want a suspicious uh, email to them with a link. And probably those will be uh, written uh, much better than the current one. I mean, they could do it months down the line. They now have the email addresses of all of us. You know what I mean? So you bring up a great point. So like newsletters are a new kind like they're not a new thing by any means, but in the web three NFT communities, they're really taken off. And we've done so much education on every other type of thing in the crypto world, but this newsletter thing, newsletter thing, we don't have a lot of be carefuls. Um, so you make up, you just brought up a really good point that like, yeah, this one was done very poorly, but that it, that it's kind of like proof of concept now. People probably didn't think to scam or hack people's newsletters. And Substack is definitely, at least in the NFT community, going to be a huge target of that. And had this been written, like if somewhere to go, like I don't want to throw ideas out there, but like if someone were to go back, say four months through a newsletter, copy paste it, throw in it, like you know what I mean, like that. Oh, it's scary stuff. Um. What I was trying to say is, I mean, they can still do that down the line because now they have access to 100%. That's honestly, I think that's worse than him losing all his assets because having access to so many email addresses is you can make so much off of that. And I think getting that cleared up somehow will be the thing he should focus on. Yeah, because it opens right up now, a whole world that we haven't seen yet, like for scamming. Yeah. I mean, he's the email marketer in the NFT space. I guess every big player uh, subbed his newsletter, every little guy, all of us, I guess. And I mean, realistically, down the, down the line in five, six months, if you get an email that looks very much like an NFT got newsletter, but has one suspicious link anywhere where it says like, get your free uh, 1% NFT right now, exclusive for 24 hours i bet you at least a couple hundred uh, hundred people would click that and some of them would lose everything yeah no you're 100 right so uh one thing i did in my discord is after it got hacked is i and like maybe this is something that we should talk to alex about and he you know like, he's smart he's going to do these things without thoughts mentioning it but one thing i was doing was before any link need to be clicked i would actually make a video showing my face saying the words like i'm gonna post this link it's safe and if there's ever a link posted where there isn't a video of me talking about it do not click it so something along those lines that like set the president that like the community knows what to expect because this could yeah this can get uh, kind of scary so we'll go to victoria victoria and then crypto berry and then we'll hit up uh blasty no, you actually kind of answered my question. I, I should have taken my hand down. Like, I was wondering if his Twitter and all of those things oh, flourish. I see you laughing. Um, if uh, Twitter and everything also been compromised, uh, you kind of um, yeah. answer that. Um, so, like, he did tweet yesterday. So, it wasn't him. So, there was a malicious tweet sent out, which was promptly, he was uh, alerted very quickly. And he then deleted that tweet and sent out another tweet letting people know that his account had been compromised. Okay, because before that tweet, I saw that he tweeted, you know, the 1% Twitter account has been also compromised. So um, 
I guess that's how they started it. I don't know. Like, what does it take for a computer to be hacked? Or just a small um, link that he opens? So there's a few ways. There's a few. There's a few ways, and I'm no cybersecurity specialist, but I've unfortunately in other niches found a few of these being a little too trustworthy, and I'm very uh, wary now. So one is you have to like download a file, like downloading a file, and then. So just downloading the file actually doesn't do any harm, but if you execute it, that's where you get into trouble. So you download the file, then you click it, and you un and you open that package. There's unlimited possibilities of what people can put on your computer at that point. There's like endless possibilities. The other option is if you're on like a public Wi-Fi, and then they hack the Wi-Fi, and they can start getting inform everyone's information. So if you're on public Wi-Fi. Everything you're doing is available to everyone around you if the people know what they're doing. So public Wi-Fi, downloading a file, and the other one would be um, like a malicious web browser or script that can be run. So when I did my Me6 verification that compromised my Discord, it ran this script that told Discord to share my uh, screen essentially with these people so they could control my discord but the second i logged out or sorry changed my password it logged them out as well and it was over so there's there's different ways that this can happen and which which one this is i mean we don't know he's probably not familiar with either um but if you have ledger i know for example if you have ledger that uh, in order for make transactions from your ledger you will actually have to physically connect your ledger to your computer so I, so I don't know where he was keeping his crypto, but that I know that's how Ledger works, and my Ledger works like that. So uh, I'm not sure if you know if there is a way to to avoid that, you know, make transactions, uh, avoiding that step. But uh, that's a yeah, major if, question we actually have because he did confirm that his his ape was on cold storage, which begs the question: How is this possible? But it wasn't his ape connected to Twitter because he had that. Um, yeah. So my like my Fangang is on my cold wallet, but it, like it's on my cold wallet. But you can you can connect cold wallets to Twitter. You just have to confirm it, but then you can disconnect it. Can like you can disconnect it. So um, it doesn't have to be in a hot wallet. So I guess we'll go uh, Cryptoberry. Yeah. Uh, good morning. Uh, I got to leave in five minutes. So I'm just going to say two things really quickly. Obviously, really, really saddened to see what happened to NFT God. I saw that news first thing in the morning. And I mean, obviously, it shouldn't happen to anybody at all. But NFT God is uh, one of those guys that I've been following for such a long time. And he's honestly one of the most genuine people in the space. And uh so yeah, it's uh, it hurts me to see that uh, he was a victim to such a scam, and obviously there's a lot of speculation that I've been seeing on Twitter about how that happened because I know he said cold storage. Now I don't know if cold storage necessarily means a ledger. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but a cold storage could also be a MetaMask wallet that you never interact with. You just send your NFTs to. Uh, but I, I don't think he would is, use cold storage in that context. I would be very, very I surprised. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, yeah, I would imagine NFT God would have a ledger for sure. But again, yeah, so that's the confusing bit that how would his ledger be compromised? But uh, I guess uh, the only person that can give us clarity is the man himself. So 
uh, yeah, once he takes his time, once he's back, maybe we can have some answers. But yeah, wishing him the best for now. And the second thing I do want to say is to sort of go back to what you were saying, Chris, about these uh, very uh these very rampant scams on discord especially because i've received uh, three or four dms in the space of the last three weeks and all of them basically message me saying hey uh how are you doing uh you know they're all nice and uh they make you comfortable and then you're like yeah i'm good what's what's up what's going on and then they say hey we're uh we're looking for a part-time uh we're looking to offer you a part-time job in our project and we're basically a game uh, project and we're launching our game very soon. It's uh, in the testing phase right now. And then they say, we're giving you a part-time offer. We're, we're going to pay you this amount of money uh, to actually test our game, play our game, engage in our game, and, and bring users to our game. And the offer is quite enticing. It's not too high for you to immediately say, oh, this is a scam, and neither is it too low. So it's like it hits the spot and you're like, okay, maybe I should take this. You know, it's like extra money. I just have to play a game. And they ask you to download this game and exactly what Chris was saying. Once you download the game, it'll have an executable file like .exe. And if you run that file on your computer, then you're compromised. And a few friends and a few people I know in this space have been compromised through this, uh, this scam uh, because it doesn't seem like a scam at all. So the thing with MetaMask especially is that your private keys, as far as I'm aware, are stored either on your browser or on your PC. So even if your PC is compromised, your private keys are also compromised. Uh, and this is how most people, without even interacting with a fishy website, without even connecting their wallet somewhere, they get compromised. So yeah, I just, just wanted to spread awareness that stays safe. Uh, and the scammers are definitely smarter than you. Don't think that uh, other if other people are getting scammed, you'll be safe because you're careful with connecting your wallet and stuff. I think uh, what happened to NFT God today is a reminder for all of us to buy a ledger, keep our crypto, keep our NFTs offline, and yeah, just be safe. Just be safe overall. Wishing you all the best. Now you bring up a good point. Like those keys are so important. I know some people that keep their like keys stored on like Google Notes or, or Apple Notes, and it, they wouldn't even need to hack your computer. They just need to compromise that account and then get your stuff. Vlasti, uh, what's going on? Hi guys, um, thank you so much for hosting this space. Um, it's so sad what happened, and um, I actually got to hop off too soon. But um, I kind of wanted to ask a question. Um, like, this is so scary, and it's, like, kind of new, but um, since his emails, like, he, his Substack accounts and everything got, like, hacked, like, the hacker was able to access those, like, should we also be worried about, like, changing our emails, too, like, or am I, like, being too paranoid? That's what I'm curious about as well, because if they did it right, in theory, they copied all our email addresses and have access to them for however long they want. They can send you a mail in a year, in a month, in a day, and that one will probably be written better than the last one. Yeah, that is true. I will say my email has been compromised thousands of times at this point through basically everything I've ever signed up for. So I'm I'm kind of just, you know, of the mind, like, 
that is true, and they could send you something, and it just it just like I wouldn't. The thing is, if you want to be on his newsletter, um, he's he's like the like the possibility for something like this to happen is going to be true. Even if you change your email, like and you're subscribed, the person can send it to those people. I don't know it. It's very personal. It comes down to like yourself. I will not engage with any links that come from my email in the NFT world, like no matter what, zero. If you are someone that might do that, I would probably change your email, I guess is kind of what I'll say. Um, but we'll go to Ken. He's had his hand up for a minute and then we'll kind of ring around. And I haven't heard from Flourish in a minute and he's got good things to say. So uh, what's going on, Ken? So I was thinking about that. I have two things to say. Like one thing that was um, scammers right now. Um, I, I am a collab manager for a few projects, so I was receiving uh, at least two or three uh, game um, proposal pro, uh, proposals to for me to check a uh, game and stuff. So I was aware about, about that. But a few days ago, I had a really weird um, conversation with a so-called project. It, it, I, I was in Twitter and saw that they were no discords and stuff. So after that, they a guy reached out to me to see, to see if I would be able to work for them uh, as a collab manager in Discord. So he gave me a Discord for the exact same project that was, as far as I knew at that point, didn't have a Discord. I ended that one. They had like 21,000 followers and I was so close to click that um, ME6 uh, bot. But yeah, I just made the connection since you you said that Chris that uh, your Discord got compromised for that, so I knew that was definitely a scam, and I was like so close to discount myself. The other thing is that a few weeks ago I saw someone in the Azu. I think it was a clone already from the Azuki community that lost his um, NFTs from a ledger without doing anything. So that raised my like my suspicions of why and how can this be happening? Like, is it probably something that like let? So I'll just I, I understand your question and I can kind of answer it really quickly. Is if you approve like you can sell NFTs from your ledger. Like if you list it on OpenSea, you can approve the transaction. When it sells, it will move that NFT. So if you transact with something malicious, which even if it's a cold storage and you approve the transaction and then leave and then they execute it a month later, like that transaction or that platform has been authorized to transact without the approval. So a lot of these people are authorizing malicious transactions on their ledger. And that is how... Um, the stuff is being lost. Oh, I see. So there's no way that someone can, like, disconnecting from OpenSea, it won't matter right now if someone has already given access to that, right? So if you've given access to it, the only way you, you at that point, you'd want to go to um, 
the revoke website and i don't know the the end part of it revoke dot whatever we'll have to figure what it, that is and you can revoke all the permissions that's a good practice to do every once in a while if you are using your wallet for stuff go to revoke and take away all the permissions and then at that point you'll have yeah. to ask you again for the approval but the, uh, but if you interact with like if I interact with a malicious NFT that's in my OpenSea account, I'm giving access to the fake OpenSea link, something like that. No, so, so that that I think there's a lot of misconceptions about. Like if you click a fake NFT in your in your that like that actually will not do anything at all. That doesn't give any authorities at all. If you go to list it, it won't even actually do anything. What they're trying to do is is like. Yeah. In that collection, there'll be links and there'll be information. They're trying to get you off OpenSea onto their malicious thing. So, like, even if you go to accept the offer, because some of them have fake offers, you can click accept on it. You can approve it. It's just you're just interacting with OpenSea. It it will fail, but it wouldn't have compromised your wallet. Like, you get compromised when you leave OpenSea. <clears throat> yeah. So, I I think that right now I'm. For over a year in the NFTs, but I and I'm huge like aware about scams and stuff. So I thankfully didn't uh, didn't get scammed until now. So, but I think that we should uh, do more uh, spaces for raising awareness on cybersecurity. To be honest, like it's super easy for someone to get scammed right now. No, I think you're right. I mean, you don't see them for a while. I think we get a little complacent, left the guard down, and that's when things happen. But um, we haven't heard from Flores in a while. He's the co-host, and then we'll go over to you, Victoria. We see you. Yeah, I've been so – I wanted to apologize, but I've been so, like, locked in because I didn't know what you guys were talking about when you first brought this up at the start of the space. So I, I saw his tweet last night. I didn't see the one this morning, and then he obviously just sent one out, like, you know, 10 minutes ago, I guess. Um, he also said, which kind of freaks me out that his two FA was on, which is like crazy. So they somehow bypass two step authentication, which is alarming. Um, I, I knew a guy in this space. Uh, I I've only DM'd him once to be fair, but I vividly remember me sending him like a YouTube link and he got back to me and he's like, sorry, bro. I don't open any links. And I was like, that's just weird. Like, I just sent him a YouTube video, and I was, like, not thinking much of it because it was me sending the link. And, like, now I'm actually really starting to understand that. So this is insane. And I think it was Blasty who said, like, you know, if you're being too paranoid. I don't. Like, I am freaked out right now because I didn't know about this. And I, I honestly think, like, when he, you know, explains what happened, if, if he ever does, like, obviously he doesn't have to go into uh, further detail if he doesn't want to or at least, like, take some time. But I really – hope we can all learn from this because this is like now i'm freaked out <laughs> so uh yeah i'll pass it to the to the next hand i don't know who had their hand up next yeah i'll we'll go to victoria here one sec but i would say the only lesson we can learn at this very second without having all the details is if you have a ledger that's connected to nothing like you set it up and then you disconnect it from everything even if someone compromises your computer it's not accessible like you would have to add the wallet and have the like the thing like your grails so and so on that ledger i think that is a pretty safe way assuming as well that your keys your 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 your, your private keys are written down on a piece of paper that only you know where it is or your loved ones know where it is if you have it saved in notes or anywhere's online that wall can still be compromised so we need to have like a ledger that's connected to absolutely nothing 
that if anyone gets on any computer that can't take it, and the keys need to be also offline. And, and that would be the only lesson that I can take from this at this point, because had that been the situation, um, the mutant would still be in that wallet and impossible to retrieve otherwise. Uh, Victoria. <clears throat> Yeah, I wanted to maybe give idea to Blasty uh, regarding, you know, if uh, she should change her email or something. Um, I think it's very interesting to, could be interesting to have two different emails where one you give, you know, when you go somewhere like, you know, store or somewhere like, oh, you know, I will send this to your email. Like I have uh, like an email specially for those things and like some funny name at gmail.com. I think for Gmails, for, for newsletters also, it can be interesting to have this type of, you know, um, approach. And if not, I have noticed once that uh, Coinbase had a data breach, but they did not communicate anything. And the reason why I know that, because somebody with that look like just like uh, Coinbase started sending me email, malicious emails, and um, I haven't been even able to open um, my uh, Coinbase account. It was like back in the days. But uh, for somehow, I guess they kept my email address, and that data was compromised. But Coinbase never um, communicated this uh, to anyone. And things like this, I think, happens very often when data is a breach. And uh, you just have to use common sense and be careful and not to click any links. But just to make sure that, you know, you have a special email separated just for that, just, you know, where you know that you have to be extra careful when opening, that could be a solution. I had a question. Um, I remember there was, uh, I don't remember which um project, I think it was World of Women or somebody, also were, com- oh, no, it was a no, it was World of Woman, I think. Um, they were compromised and they were able to put on their um, um, NFTs uh, when they were um, posted on OpenSea that they were stolen. Is there something like that that um, they can do, the Board Ape community can do for his ape, for his mutant? Do you, do you mean like it was a separate thing from OpenSea flagging it? Like the WoW team put their own yeah, notice? Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, I think it was World of Woman. I'm not sure which exactly, but I think that it was them who, uh, you know, from one of their community members, uh, someone stole. It was uh, so boss beauties were compromised. And uh, when the person was, you know, stealing everything, he was stealing, you know, World of Woman, everything. So World of Woman stepped up and say, hey, you know, we know that your uh, wallet have been compromised. And we, I think they did something with OpenSea where OpenSea were openly put, you know, stolen NFT, do not buy this. So I'm wondering. I think they uh, changed the uh, metadata of those NFTs. I was going to say, uh, basically, yeah. the, so uh, it's, the picture there was. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, so go on, go on, go on. Maybe I'm thinking about something different here because so there were a few artists apes. doing that. So it's up to Board Apes to do that, not OpenSea? Well, there's, there's two things that could be here. One, the team went in and changed the metadata, which I can't see them doing. That'd be very un quote unquote Web3, but possible. They could go and change the metadata and put a tag on there and in the title. I think what you're probably referring I, to is it I was flagged on OpenSea. To be honest, what's that? I think they did that. 
they did that. That's very surprising. Was um, it sounded like rugged, but maybe it was just me. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so I mean, that's an. I mean, that's a possibility. And like, I mean, that. I mean, you can change the metadata. I would. I'm gonna leave and come back. I think it might be me. Yeah, yeah, code. You're good. Uh, dip and come back, and then request. I can't like I don't know that would be a whole debate like I think the community would be I think that would, that would be a polarizing debate about whether or not that's okay, um, yeah. But it it's definitely I can't see the board right doing that. But OpenSea used to flag stuff, but now you have to like file a re- uh, police report and and different things of that sense. But code uh, Jones, what were you saying? Okay, uh, so we'll uh, we'll go over to Louie. What's going on? Good morning, good night. Hope everyone's well. I uh, I was hearing. I think Victoria was talking about the board ape. I'm pretty sure I saw someone reply to to him saying that they they bought the board ape off the or the mutant off the floor, um, and asked him just to reach out to him when he's ready or something like that. That's correct. Yeah. So yeah. the guy sniped it on on Blur, and he is in conversations at this time with NFT God to retrieve that. And the hope is NFT God will have a safe wallet that we can kind of help him out and um, throw some ETH his way to kind of fill the gap a little bit. Um, so I did ask Alex if there would be a potential for some members of the community to be able to post announcements in the discords for when he's not available. This would have been a great opportunity for that. And he just confirmed that community leaders can now post in minor announcements. So if there's any suspicious activity that happens, um, any of the community leaders can post there and I'll definitely encourage them to do so. I'll definitely be on alert. It is definitely a step in the right direction. It does open an extra vulnerability to all the community leaders, leaders if they are compromised and they can post stuff in there as well. But, um, the hope would be, I think something I should bring up is all community leaders should have two-factor authentication turned on. That should be a requirement. Um, I should actually mention that. But um, yeah, at this time, I think we've, we've kind of covered everything. Uh, Flourish, I don't know if there's anything you want to discuss or things you're noticing or anything. No, man. I mean, I didn't have anything written down. If you just want to, like, should we switch topics? I don't know if we should change the title or anything. Well, I, I almost feel like, like this... And what we usually talk about are so vastly different. Like we almost need to end the space and like if people want to come back, they can. Because like we, I mean, this is a lot of the 1% crew. So typically we do talk about like content creation and development. If, I don't know, if people want to hang around for that, I mean, I guess they can. I mean, yeah, I feel like if, I mean, it is sort of a, a change of topic for sure. But I mean, if we already have it going, we maybe could just switch the title. I don't know. That's true. People can just kind of dip out if they want to. Flourish, uh, I loved your newsletter that you sent this morning about the four mile idea. Maybe we can talk about that. <laughs> I just love that mentality. You know, like everybody used to think that you have some kind of limit and when you see one person doing it like the rest of the world believes that they also can do it i don't know maybe something positive and i'm just hoping for nft god that you know after this he of course he needs to probably take some time but like he's going to come back stronger than ever and you know this is going to be a push to to create and um and achieve uh, bigger bigger amazing things for him 
So, yeah. yeah, first of all, I want to say I really appreciate that. Um, I, I like that newsletter just because I was able to like implement an actual like story in it, which I've been trying to like get better at or some sort of like analogy or something. But I think uh, NFT God's a great example because um, I always think like NFT God didn't have himself back in the day. So like he didn't have himself to like look up to, like he didn't have that like NFT God in the space to be like, this is possible. Uh, so I've been sort of applying it in my life in the sense that like we have people like NFT God, like every time I think to myself, like I can't do it, I sort of look to him and I'm like, oh, because he did it, I then am able to do that because that, that story is actually insane. So like for the people who don't know, basically in like 1954, I think uh, somebody named Robert Bannister, he was a British athlete. He uh, did a four minute mile, which was told to everybody by like legitimate like medical professionals that like you could not do it like there was crazy claims that like you would just die your heart couldn't handle it like all this stuff and then i think it was like may 6 1954 uh this british athlete did it in like three minutes and 59 seconds or something so after that happened 37 other athletes were also able to do a four minute mile but before that, nobody would even attempt it because they thought it was impossible, which is like crazy. Like nobody even bothered trying because they literally just thought it to be impossible. But the second they knew it was possible, a bunch of people could do it. So I think it's just like such a good story. And like, I can't believe it's like all the way back from like 1954 that that like it, it just still applies so heavy and it can apply to everybody's life now. So. Yeah, I think it's a great story, and thank you, Victoria, for bringing that up because that is like probably one of my favorite newsletters I've put out so far, just because I can like actually use a a real life example. So, Flores, your newsletter goes straight to my junk box, and I don't actually get to really review that option. I I look for it though. I actively look for it. Like I I search Flores all this stuff. <laughs> so, I'm 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 actually hurting your conversion rate at this point by being subscribed, and I apologize for that. But I do also blame you in a sense for using review, and they always go to junk mail. Anyone using review, chances are you're open. I think open that's rates. why. I yeah. think it's because because I still have people signing up to the to the review, and then I also have them signing up to the Substack when I write threads. So I have to like convert the subs over. So maybe you're just on, maybe you're just not on the Substack. I don't know. No, so I I I'm definitely just click so. I would encourage you to put it in your, um, like your bio. You just like put a link in there of your uh, Substack, and then I would subscribe to it and actually see your newsletter, and you'd probably get a lot more um, subscriptions that way. Yeah, it's sort of a weird like back and forth though, because like I I will do that for sure, but then like you're still always you always have like new people like seeing the review because it's like the first pop-up on my Twitter page when you go on it. That's going to disappear though, right? So you might as well just forget about review at this point. Yeah, it's going to be the 18th, dude. That's so stupid. So hopefully Substack or like Twitter comes through with some sort of like feature that can bring that back because that was pretty valuable. So I don't know. I don't know how Substack. So is it like, is it like a review native thing or something? Because I'm surprised like Substack hasn't done something like that. Like they seem like, it's because uh, review is owned by Twitter, I think, or they own a percentage in it. Yeah. So and they, then they, they allow that. them to basically have that button there. So anyway, you'll notice your open rate on Substack to be way better. And part of that would be because I'll actually read it. Victoria, what's up? 
<laughs> you make me laugh. Um, I wanted to say to Flourish that you have the branding on point. I just love it. Like, you know, I receive in my mailbox Flourish and all over the, like, I mean, you you got it on point, man. Like, um, I'm going to do this for that. Um, I am going to be opening my um, newsletter, starting my newsletter, not opening. And I want, I have like maybe a few questions. Like when you have a newsletter, do you, are you the owner of those email addresses or it's Substack who owns it? I have no idea about newsletters, by the way. And I'm a social media marketing person. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is... Um you do have the email. So like you obviously have access to the emails. I know you can like download it in some like PDF file. So, I mean, technically like, cause I hear all the time that like, you know, when you own, uh, when you own a newsletter, you own your audience. And then like some people make the argument that it's like, well, not really the, it's really the, the platform that you use for the newsletter that owns your audience. Uh, but realistically, like you have the emails there, you can like download them if you wanted to, if anything ever happened to the, the, newsletter like you would just like have the emails there already so um it is I, like i see it as pretty much owning your audience basically and if you obviously ever wanted to switch to uh, all the newsletter platforms as long as you have those emails you can like pretty seamlessly switch through um anything like i was talking to i don't know if anybody in here knows java he's a really good creator but everybody is moving to substack like automatically and i hit him up and i would be like he would be the one guy i think who wouldn't like you know, follow that crowd. And I like, I'm on there. Like, I, I love it. But he said he was going to use something called, I think it was called like beehive or something. And I was just like, I never even thought of anything else besides Substack, to be honest, but there's a lot of other good email platforms out there. Like I think Beehive's really good. If you like to, um, if you just want to get more, like, I can't describe the word, but it, it has a lot more features that like Substack wouldn't have. I think Substack's good for the content creation side because you can do podcast audio all that stuff but i would say like uh to just look at like other platforms too and once you have that email list though like i had all my subs on review and they are shutting down so i was just able to take that whole list throw it into substack and substack just downloaded that whole list and threw it in there so it is pretty much owning your audience you do pretty much have those emails obviously i i'd say like have them like i don't know if I have mine downloaded or not, but obviously if something happened to Substack or your Substack, uh, you would lose that unless you, you know, already have them written somewhere. So that's a long-winded answer, but yeah. For Beehive, I have been checking. Um, they have like three different options, like paid and free. And I actually thought Substack was also paid because everybody's uh, using Substack, but... And if the God told me like a few days ago, it's completely free. So I was thinking I'm going to go on sub with Substack as well because everybody knows Substack. But yeah, definitely newsletter is the only... First of all, I think when you're making any type of content, if you don't hone the writing process, like you still have to write the hook. You still have to give really valuable information, very structured, and then you have to, you know, have a really good call to action. All that is writing. So if you like can, can hone writing really well, why not open a newsletter, you know, just to put that information out there. And then, you know, you make a long form video, then you make your shorts, etc. So writing really helping me a lot. Absolutely. I love that. And I, I think what I'm doing with my newsletter now, and even like in, in anything I do in my tweets and stuff, um, I'm 
having a back and forth as to whether like it, my writing looks lazy or because like, I want to keep my writing short. And like, I've been trying to say that like anytime I post in the content review channel, I always say, I'm like, I'm like, I know this is short. Like, I don't want this to look lazy. I just like, I actually want to keep, and I, I quote Alex Hermosi almost all the time, but he says, um, I wish people would spend more time making their books shorter. And if you read his book, you could read that in a day. And like, it, it is so true that like, it actually takes time to make things shorter. I think like, even with Twitter, like the reason I like having a limit to like how much I type is because it makes me take my thoughts that would usually take a page and I can take it and bring it into this like four line, super easy to read, like type thing. So with, with the newsletter, even I've been trying to like, keep it pretty short without making it like, because like when you look at NFT gods newsletter, like, you know, he put work into it. So I obviously don't want people to get the, the impression that I just sort of wrote this up in like really fast. Uh, but I just thought that was an interesting point. And at some point I do want to write like a thread or something or newsletter about like, you know, how to, how to take a complex idea and sort of make it simple because like the more I do it, it's just become a very streamlined process where I can just like think of a, an idea where I really would write a page and I can write it in like a few lines. So I think that's important. Obviously with a newsletter, you don't really have a limit, but uh, I've never, I've never hit it because it's so short anyway. It's like a few paragraphs. I really liked when you put, uh, I think it was you first that I saw, and then I saw that at Justin Welsh newsletter as well, like four to five minutes of read. That's that first. And then like the bullet points, what are you going to read? That can change the whole thing. And I totally agree. Like the bullet point thing is here. People don't want to like scan what they should read and what they should avoid, you know, give them what they're going to read and then just make it short, but like really clear like absolutely love it yeah i mean i i just noticed like as time goes on like obviously we know like the attention span sort of getting like probably lower and lower so i've even caught myself like even trying to like read books or even just read like a regular newsletter where i'm just like not bored halfway through because usually the writing's good but there's something in the back of my brain that's like you got to be doing something else or like you have to switch to the next thing like it's the equivalent of like i think like and I've done this before, like you're sitting and watching a movie and like you're on your phone. Like that's the craziest combo of like doing two things at the same time. That makes no sense. It's like, you're probably like watching something on your phone while you're like, you know, and you're just switching back and forth between that and the movie. So I just think like, like you said, like having a, uh, like a quick read, I think that's also good because obviously like when I, I, I forgot that, but when I post my newsletter, it will say like a two minute read, three minute read, one minute read. And I think that might be like enticing for a lot of people, because again, I don't want it to show that I just want to do less work. I want it to show that like, if you, most people can sit through a minute, right. But it's maybe harder for people to sit through like 10 or something. So I've just caught that while I've been like reading certain things. And I just thought the best way to fight that would just be to make something short. And I think even my tweets now are pretty like, it's usually like three, four or five lines max. So I've been trying to like obviously convert that over to the letter. And I, I imagine it's it's working well because I can't really view like the average time on it. But again, it's only like a minute to two minutes tops. So uh, hopefully that that does something good for the for the newsletter. Well, you know, I think that makes sense. We're in an con. I I scroll through NFT God's and I just find the key points. Like I, I personally don't like long newsletters. This is my, my preference. So I, I kind of am a scroller. So I 
kind of cater mine that way. Now, one thing I would say is with sub Substack, even if you're not using it for your main, you should be on it at least and posting and then using whichever one you are. The reason for that is the recommendations are very powerful. Like for 1% by NFT God, just by people signing up to mine, it's recommended his newsletter and he's gained 10 subscriptions from my newsletter. I'm looking at the Pulse, another one I'm on. I've re- they've 16 have come from me, 14 for letters for Zeneca, um, Daniel's NFT newsletter, eight, and then I just added Dank, who's in our uh, the 1% club. So if, we, if we're adding everyone in the 1% to our recommended list, you're actually all supporting each other and promoting each other's newsletters that way. Um, I've had a total zero subscribers from, from uh, people recommending me, so I'm not on the highly recommended list, but um, once Flourish puts me on his recommended list, then I'm sure that number will go parabol- parabolic. That's the, that's the thesis. <laughs> I got you, bro. And once we go on LinkedIn too, bro, we're about to try that. Okay, out. that is a segue, bro. LinkedIn has been it? incredible. I, it's been very good. LinkedIn is like overpowered. Wait, you already like used it? Oh, I'm, like, bro, I'm on there. Like if I'm on my phone now, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm networking, I'm connecting, I'm commenting. I'm like, I'm in there. I'm like one of the few people with a NFT profile picture. So like I feel a little funny, but I like it. I, I like. Are you at 150 followers yet? No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm working at it. Like I'm, I'm getting up. Like you know, it's increasing. Dude, I gotta, I gotta hop on that. Damn. What do you what? need the 150 for? For a newsletter, you have to have uh, first 150 like followers on it. So we were talking about that yesterday with uh, TM was up in here the, the mustache because he has. A newsletter, I think it's at what, like two thousand now, which is like crazy yeah. because he talks about how his Substack newsletter has like you know like six subscribers. So it's definitely a way to get your newsletter out there that I was never even thinking of because I never even had LinkedIn on my phone, and now I'm like I have an account, so we're yeah. getting there. And I'm thinking that you can use the um, LinkedIn newsletter to promote the Substack. Like, why not? I was thinking that as well when he said that last time because I was like, I wonder if you could just like end it like with the link to the Substack because it's its own thing in LinkedIn. So I have no idea. Yeah. So here's the cheeky thing. So I subscribe to someone's newsletter today without even realizing it. It sends you a notification and I just clicked it because it was like this green thing. And I'm like, oh, this looks cool. I clicked it and it said, you're now subscribed to this fellow's newsletter. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I don't know who he is. But I'm on his newsletter now and he's going to start sending me stuff. So... Um, I kind of like how LinkedIn basically tricks people to get you on their newsletter. I think that's super bullish, and I'm on. Wait, so it like auto subscribes you when you not auto, but it sends you this little notification that says the so and so invited you to subscribe to the newsletter, and it's kind of just. I mean, if you're if you read slowly, you'll clearly know what you're doing. But if you're just going through quick, you're trying to grow, you're trying to do your thing. It's like this nice green button that says subscribe, and you're like, okay, let's go make connections. Boom. So I can see how it would be fairly easy to start building up your newsletter here because it, and it only happened. Oh, look, there's another guy. I didn't even realize I subscribed to this one. So there you go. Chris is at 11 followers. Now it's 12, bro. I just followed you. Okay. Oh, you're, so- you're a moving, bro. What's your name on uh, LinkedIn Flourish? I think so. It should be Flourish Note. I'm working on switching that to just Flourish. I don't know why, but it's Flourish Note because that's the name of my newsletter. So that should be my at. 
Yeah, see, I struggle here to understand how this all... Can all... you just send the link into the group? Because I tried to uh, find you earlier. And yeah, yeah, I got up. you. I'll slide. And Chris, yeah. it was it was the last name thing. Because I was wondering, too. I was like, why would I call it Flourish Note? And it was said, it said first name, last name. <laughs> so instead of putting that in, I just put Flourish Note. So Yeah, and like you say, yeah. you hit me up, but I can't figure out how, you know, LinkedIn is LinkedIn and like... A, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the UI. I'll figure out where you, if I even have to do anything at all, but I definitely want to hit you back on there. But uh, we have the funky one with his hand up. He loves his wife, life and laughing. So you got to love that. Good vibes only. What's going on? Hey, Chris. Uh, first and foremost, GM, everybody. Thank you so much. Flourish. Uh, really, I want to hop up here for two reasons. First and foremost, I promise you feedback on the four minute mile, which I had forgotten about until we just started you were talking about the Substack, and so i thought oh shit i gotta read i gotta read flourish's thing it was awesome um and so you know it's interesting because we had kind of a sidebar conversation on one percent club the other day about the power of belief and um i am a huge fan of william james the pragmatist and philosopher and basically probably right widely recognized one of the first american psychologists he taught at harvard medical school before um you know, there really was psychology as we know it. And so, um, you know, very early, we're talking late 19th century here, but as a, as a field of study, it really wasn't, but he's kind of one of the, the founding fathers. And one of his most important works, I think, outside of his writing on writings on pragmatism as a philosophy is uh, a, a really great book called The Will to Believe. And um, so this really, I think what you're getting at in your newsletter is spot on for what James kind of really postulated back in the late 19th century that just the act of believing itself is incredibly motivating. It is something that will propel you further in ways that you didn't actually, you know, recognize until you really genuinely, wholly, completely, and I mean like W-H-O-L-L-Y, like believe in whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, right? Whether that's in yourself, whether that's in growing your community, whether that's you know, any, any domain in life, right? Belief is hugely important. Belief is not the same as knowledge too, which I'm sure, you know, we could talk about. I used to teach philosophy, but belief just simply is the subjective mental acceptance of a claim. And so like, if you, if, if you tell yourself and there's a lot, and I wish, you know, I've met a lot of awesome people this week and jumped into some spaces and Albert, um, omnipotent from the, the web three wellness thing on Wednesdays with eclipse, you know, he's a big brain science guy. I'm a big brain science guy, although I'm not a neuroscientist or anything. But there is a, a tremendous amount of power in constantly repeating things to yourself, right? Like if it's an affirmation, if it's something that you're constantly just drilling into your brain, I would largely think that in addition to my 13 years as a meditator, that the biggest reason I am who I am today is because I constantly pound things into my head, right? Like there's a Zen proverb that i repeat to myself a lot pretty much every day multiple times a day which is infinite gratitude for all things past infinite service to all things present infinite responsibility to all things future so like when you constantly think about these things and you're just drilling it into your head all the time it literally will become who you are your brain is going to lay down synaptic pathways that are going to just keep all that going and it's just like anything else. It's like working out at the gym, right? You're like you're doing reps where well, you're doing mental reps with your mindset and you're constantly telling yourself and this will ingrain that belief. So um, just shout out because everybody in here looks like mostly 1% fam. Um, really appreciate and love everything that you guys are doing. And I'm so happy to be and definitely deeply grateful to be part of this community. So I just wanted to come up here and 
share this with you for a second. Chris uh, Flourish, I'm going to try and jump in as much as I can. I wish I could do the NFT God after party, but I'm such an old man. Like, I, that is way past my bedtime. I get up at 4 a.m. every day. And so, like, normally I try to be upstairs by 8.30 and asleep by 9 o'clock. So even, like, staying on for the NFT God and champ thing is a bit, a bit much. But I just know that I really appreciate you guys both um, and everybody else in here. And uh, nothing but love. All right. I'll, I'll shut up now. Funky, you're an absolute G, bro. I appreciate you. I wanted to hit one point, and then I was actually going to uh, ask you a question real quick. Uh, but I have written down here that, like, you can't do something unless you actually believe you can. When you first hear that, that is probably the most oversaid, cheesy statement. But it's not, like, when – because, like, you have to look at it from another angle. It's like you literally will not take an action if you think the outcome can't be achieved. It literally makes sense. Like, if I gave you the most impossible task – and you said no. And I said, why won't you do this? It's because like, you know, it can't be done. What's the point of trying if it can't be done? So like, not to look at it from like a cheesy way, like you have to like believe in yourself to do it. But like, it just makes sense. Like, why would you take the actions to achieve something that you knew could never be like, that just makes sense to me. Like, I'm just looking at it from like an angle I was never like looking at it from before. Uh, but I wanted to quickly ask you because um, I think I was in the uh, the 1% call for about like 20 minutes yesterday. And I believe it was you, are you and uh, lone wolf running like a meditation space by chance? I thought I heard that. It's wolf. It's all wolf and much, much love to him. Um, I just wanted as someone who meditates uh, every day or tries to every single day, I, I wanted to encourage him because he's six months into his own journey and he just said, Hey, I'm going to hold this 10 minute guided meditation space. And so I showed up for the first one basically because I wanted to just encourage others to join. But then I even said to him, like, hey, man, I used to have a yoga club at my school. I have a singing bell. Why don't you make me a co-host and I can ring the singing bell at the beginning and the end of the practice. If you want to switch off, I can do some of these guys. It's no problem. I don't need a script. I can just kind of like just talk. So, yeah. And then so now we are yesterday was day four. He's actually going to start trying to do different times. Like he said, hey, I might be doing it at 8 p.m. EST. And I kind of said, I'm out <laughs> But, but I but I just wanted to encourage him. And then the crazy thing too, like because I got involved with the imposters thing and Elio, and now that I'm in that Discord, um, and I mentioned something because I was on Imposters Radio yesterday talking to them, and then I had to bounce to get to Wolf's guided meditation thing. And when I said that in the sus suspect Discord, I told the the, the imposters, I told them like, hey, I had to leave. And then immediately they're like, oh, hey, we'd love to have you do something like that for our group. I mean, I can't keep making these commitments because I do work full time in Web3. So I have the flexibility to jump in and out of these spaces and do things. But I also have like a job to do, too. So it's it's tough to juggle it all, which I'm sure you guys get because you're probably all juggling 50 million other things, whether it's like your household responsibilities with your family and doing Web3 things and everything else. So like I totally get all that. Um but uh, and now I, there was something else I was going to. Oh, yes. The, the one last thing I was going to say to kind of connect with what you were just saying, Flourish, um, when I was doing P90X for the first time, this is probably circa 2009, I fell in love with the language that Tony Horton used in that because he said, eliminate the word can't from your vocabulary. So anytime you want to say can't, I can't do this or I can't do this. And this is something I started putting up in my classroom because I wanted to drill this into my students heads when I was still teaching. And, and he said, replace the word can't with the phrase presently struggle with. I presently struggle with doing 10 pull-ups. I presently struggle with doing X, you know, beating a seven-minute mile, whatever, the, whatever your goal is. I mean, of course, I'm just thinking of physical things because of him and fitness, but, like, it could be anything. 
I presently struggle with establishing a routine med meditation practice, right? Like it could be any number of things. So um, I know Victoria's got a hand up, so I'll, I'll just I'll be quiet again. Sorry, I talk a lot. Go ahead, Victoria. Uh, you could have continued the funky one. It was really a pleasure to listening to you. Um, yeah, while you were actually talking about the meditation thing, I had an idea. Maybe like in the future, we can do something like 8 a.m. CET for the, the European folks. Or like we can maybe find people who could do, you know, who uh, is up on the European side uh, time zone who could do a guided meditation. It doesn't have to be a meditation uh, like guru or something. It's just, you know, bringing people together and trying to um, get into the habit of meditating. And same thing like, you know, 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. Eastern, um, something like that maybe. That could be interesting. I just, just an idea. Yeah, that would be wonderful. And I think we probably, there's probably enough people among the group who could volunteer for certain points of the day. Um, and I know Alex wants to run something like a weekly thing just inside the discord too. And cause I know I saw him and Wolf were talking about that. So I'm sure these things are coming. And um, for me personally, like I loved Wolf's time cause 3 PM, you know, I've been grinding since like 6 AM at least. So it's a perfect time for me to just stop and take that mental brain break for 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's a really good idea in terms of if we could establish a few people in each time zone who could just come on and just hold down the space and just do something simple for 10 minutes. It'd be wonderful for everybody. I want to hop in here too. And just say like, I think like surrounding myself with people like who's in this space right now is like huge because I don't take mindfulness as seriously as I should. Um, I meditate like very like I don't know how to it's pretty much like when I want to which is not often and like I I've put it on like my list of things to do but I always somehow find a way to like like you know like oh I could be putting this time to this and this and this but like I just think we meet we need it like now more than ever because I'm gonna be real with you when I go to the bathroom and I don't have my phone it, it's hard man I'm serious I panic like I've I, I've done it before like seriously i'm just like dude i need like i need to scroll i need this i need this but it's like i don't know like if that isn't the biggest red flag that i can't sit still for 10 seconds without like having some sort of like st stimulation like hit me it it's like crazy so i want to ask you one more question funky how long do you meditate per day because i know like i've heard people who do it a lot and they say like you know you could just start off small, but I mean, there are the people out there who can do it for like an hour. So I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I can go long, but baby steps first and foremost in the beginning, because I'm, I'm just, my natural default setting is skepticism for all things. I think between teaching philosophy and just being who I am. Um, so like when I first started getting interested in this in 2009, I, I didn't believe any of it. Like I just sat there like, ah, this is bullshit. None of this works, you know, like, and what I think, what really convinced me is that like when you strip away all the trappings and some, you know, even though I have a singing bowl and all that other stuff, like when you trip away, tr strip all that away, like for me, what won me over was the neuroscience because the fMRI machine was invented in 1997. This kind of helped bring a uh, scientific uh, data to like the efficacy of these practices. And so, 
you know, that's kind of, so I just started with something as simple as five minutes and it does not have to be complex. Don't listen to any of the stuff about like, Oh, the goal is to clear your mind. Bullshit. Like it's your, your mind is going to be sometimes very still, sometimes very chatty. The, the, the practice is just recognizing when it's being chatty and not hanging on to anything. If a thought pops up, recognize it, let it go. You just let it float away like a cloud. Don't hang on to it. So like, from there's a great book called why buddhism is true uh, by robert wright and he kind of speculates and i do think that this is a very good um i think this is very insightful right like when you think about your brain you think about your mind or if i just said you who who is you right like i mean at any given point most of us are having an internal dialogue with multiple selves right like we have all these competing interests from the mind because we have things that need to get done and, and so, like, there's this constant almost argument in your head. And what you start to really realize with meditation is, like, yes, there are these thoughts, but you're not your thoughts. Because what's watching the thoughts? Like, who is the you watching all these other arguments happen in your brain? So, like, when you start to – like, in yoga, we just call this yoga mind, right? Like, because it's just – there's a witness mind, I should say. Like, that's watching all these thoughts take place. So, for me, it started off as just simple as five minutes of just trying to focus on my breath. That's the easiest way to, to get into the practice is just – because what you'll find is that as your brain, you're starting to strengthen your, your, your muscle, your capacity for, for holding your attention to a single stimulus. That's what makes the phone so dangerous and all of our social media and everything else because it's just giant dopamine engine. It's just constantly like getting a hit. It's like taking a bump of cocaine every single time. Literally, that's like the same thing it's, it's doing to your brain even though there's no chemical in, entering your body. But the dopamine is constantly you – know, and then you need more of it all the time. right? It's just like any other drug. You're going to get anesthetized to the amount that you consume. So you need more and more and more to get the same high. And it's the same thing with social media. Like, I mean, the only thing I really use is Twitter. And I am now trying to actively like use the scheduling feature and everything else to not be on Twitter as much because I understand it's a problem even for myself, right? Like the, the awareness begins with recognizing your own addiction. So that's a great place to be flourish. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, like what started for me was just something as simple as focusing on the breath. And even if that doesn't work, like something as simple as um, like counting numbers, just, you know, counting one to five and just going up like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one, and just keeping a constant, almost like personal metronome in your head. But, um, you know, and then I slowly built up to the point where I was pretty steady for a 30 minute practice every single day. Now that I'm in full-time Web3, my life is so insane, but I pretty much am down to just 15 minutes every given morning, but that includes part of my yoga practice. So, like, I wake up at 4, I take care of our two cats. Usually by, like, 4.10-ish, I'm on the yoga mat. I'm there for about 30 to 35 minutes. Then I go to the couch. I do a seated meditation for about 15 minutes, and then at 5 a.m., it's go time. So that kind of helps me get grounded and prepared and settled and ready for the day, and then to be... And, and I think having that established platform of being mindful very early in the morning helps you stay on focus or on task and everything else throughout the day. So, Dude, I want to talk to you a lot more because I feel like I don't have anybody in my life who um, really cares about mindfulness, like personally, that I know. Um, obviously, like, I think going to the gym is sort of something that, like, my friends, so I don't go with my friends anymore. I used to. Um, but that's just something that, like, like they knew it was healthy, but I think it's just like something that a lot of people just do. But when you get into like the mindfulness aspect, I feel like it gets a little more like out there. Like if I said like, you know, it's one thing to be like, let's go to the gym. It's another thing to be like, let's meditate. So like, I just think like, I don't really have that 
that in my life that like person I can like talk to in the slightest about like their experience or especially somebody who's been doing it like as long as you. And like you said, like the actual neuroscience of it, I watched, um, once again, Andrew Huberman, um, he talked about it and I actually, I have to rewatch it cause I watched it a long time ago, but I think it was called, there's two different types you can do. It's like intrinsic and extrinsic type of meditation, which I guess means, um, if you're like, you don't always have to close your eyes, right? Like you can actually try to focus on one visual thing like that's in your field. Um, and one is better than the other in a certain circumstance. So, you know, like if your mind's going crazy, maybe the eyes closing is the worst thing you could do. Maybe it's a lot easier to just like look at one thing, stare at it and lock in on that. So there, there is really science backed like for all this stuff. And even if there isn't like, if it's working for you, it's working and it, there's probably a reason. So, uh, I really appreciate you and I definitely want to talk to you more. So I'll throw it back to the, back to Chris. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. That was a really great conversation. Um, so one thing I'll say is I've actually like meditation is a key part of my content creation personally. Like I am be able to think clear after I've meditated and it's become an important part of my day. And the other thing I'll say is something like this, uh, this sounds a little bit crazy is like when my, I have a 10 month old and she cries every single time we have to put her down to bed. I have to hold her and she's freaking out of my arms. I actually try to meditate during this time. So it keeps me calm and composed. So I, I close my eyes, I breathe really heavy, and I, I, I just literally say this phrase, it's I'm calm, cool, and collected. I'm calm, cool, and collected. And when you're breathing heavy, and that's in your head, like, how could you actually be angry and upset? Like, I don't even know if it's actually possible. And the other thing is, like, I, I used to work in customer service, and these people would come in just reckless, yelling, and, and, and like, my thought would be, like, what's the chances that person goes home and meditates? Like, probably pretty slow like if, if you if you meet someone who is med like they're in like they meditate and they do practice mindfulness like you can tell like they're usually pretty composed their thoughts are um well put together and like you can normally tell so like i'm definitely super bullish on it i have found the mornings personally are the best time because you're kind of sleepy and kind of like in that state already it's so like some of the work's already done for you um, I think it's probably a little bit more like people who have had more experience, like funky can do it at 3 PM and have success where for me, that would be more challenging because like, it's definitely more of a, a skill at that point I, I, personally, but those are just a few of my thoughts on it, but it has been tougher with, with the baby. That is, that is for sure. What's going on, Victoria? Yeah, I actually wanted to say something to flourish. Um, if you never done meditation before and you're having like difficulty, like uh, staying with your eyes closed, maybe I do th believe that if you're doing something that you love, um, like, you know, for example, some people love cleaning their house. Sometimes when I'm feeling like in the mood for it, I love the process. So that's also process of meditation in my opinion you're just you know like you're not listening to podcasts nothing i heard that jeff bezos he washes his dishes by hand without listening anything because that allows him to kind of wash away those you know crazy thoughts in his head and kind of come up with new ideas and same thing like that's also meditation like you, if you're going for a walk just leave your phone home or put it on air 
airplane mode and just you know being present in that moment that's also meditation and especially for the if you're starting out um that could be a good start and i do agree with the dopamine thing i have noticed something i used to meditate so much and uh, you know a long time ago i still do meditate but uh, ever since TikTok was invented, it did something to it does something to brain. I don't know what it does, but just like it's really difficult to sit there with your mind. You, you feel like you know your mind also have to be moving uh, with a really fast speed, just like TikTok. Uh, so um, definitely, you know, there there should be some way of like detoxing from all the social media stuff. But I do, you know, I'm grateful that I'm on Twitter actually because it's completely different platforms. On Twitter, the pace is like a little slower, more real, and you actually learn something. You actually build connections with humans, whereas TikTok is like boom, boom, boom. It's just like you don't learn anything. You get this high on dopamine and then you're exhausted. And okay, one hour goes like one minute. And at the end, you're so exhausted. So definitely, you know, um, you know, I, I need to find a solution for myself as well for the social media thing. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, I guess no conclusion in, my, <laughs> in what I was saying. But like, yeah, if you are starting out with uh, meditation, maybe you can do something around the house without listening to anything that could really help. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I just wanted to say real quick that we do have Bella on stage, who's been a supporter, big fan of her. I'm sure she'll have something to say here in a minute. And we'll go to the funky, then back to Flourish. But real quick, I just want to say, Flourish, um, there's something called 21 Days of Meditation. It's a guided meditation on Audible. There's a million of them, but this particular one I found to be like incredible. This is what started my journey. They go through all the different styles. It's like a good understanding, entry level. But her voice is like very good for this iaptive. I can hook you up with that for free. I've kind of downloaded them and it's like, it kind of gets me back. Like, and it's, well, A, the discipline, like if you can do all 21 days, that makes you feel good. Plus on top of that, like they do all these different varieties of meditation and you can find which one you actually enjoy because how, how much would you know? But uh, what's up, what's up Funky? Okay, so I'm about to drop, uh, that's why I was late in undoing the mic. Uh, just to kind of piggyback on what Victoria said, yes, do not in any way, shape, or form mistake the, the, or think that it has to be the traditional, like you sit in lotus posture and, you know, you have to be on a zafu and a zabutan, which is like the you know, the pillow and the, the thing that's underneath it. Like I just said, sit on the couch. You can do this lying down. You can do this any number of ways. But to Victoria's point, like my wife doesn't meditate in the same way that I do, but she meditates like, and what really made me think of this is the cleaning the house. That's, that's it for her. Like she gets in a zone when she is just cleaning cause she loves doing it. And it's something that for her, like the, I think the whole goat, if I were to redefine meditation is any activity in which you can completely lose yourself to the point where your mind becomes clear. You're not like being bogged down by all these crazy worries and the things that just modernity has foisted upon us and is constantly running through our minds about whether it's paying the bills, when am I going to eat, whatever. You name all the things just constantly floating your thoughts. Um, when you get so lost in any kind of activity, like I like to run. I don't run all that much because my doctor told me to lay off because of my knees, but I still run like one 5K a week. And I find that, especially if I'm not listening to music, that I very quickly my thoughts dissipate when I'm running because I'm just the the action the action itself 
is something that my I get lost in, and so I just kind of and I think it's because I get synced with the breath and my footsteps, and so it's again its own form of meditation. So there's there are a number of ways. Some people just have very high anxiety; they can't deal with having their eyes closed, and that freaks them out. So doing something like the external, like you were talking about earlier, Flourish, where you're looking at a candle, you're looking at a, a picture of a loved one, right? Maybe it's like maybe it's your grandparents and they're gone, and you just want to like take a moment to really just sit there with the love that you had for those folks, right, in your life. It, it could be any number of things, but the goal ultimately is to quiet the mind. And some days it's going to work, some days it's not. Um, but you know it. You qualitatively know it, like sort of with that witness mind when you're in that state. Um, you know, like I loved – like when I first started meditating, um, I was in my 30s, and I was playing a lot of basketball with my friends. And I'll never forget like how your mind will conjure up images. Like one time I was lying down because I, I was into yoga and I, I still am, but I was lying down trying to meditate for about 10 minutes. And all of a sudden I just, my brain threw up a, an image of a basketball coming off a re, uh, uh, the backboard and immediately my body just like shot up into a sitting position and I put my hands out like I was trying to get the rebound because <laughs> I suck it. I can't shoot, but I'm just like that high energy defense guy. And so like, it's it's you will learn a lot about yourself you will learn a lot about your mind you'll learn a lot about how the brain works if you continue on this journey so i would highly recommend it for anybody but there's find what works best for you i'm always a pragmatist first and foremost and flourish i would love to talk to you like to me you are a kindred spirit the moment that you and i on the first one percent club started talking in gifs back and forth to each other and I was dying laughing like the whole time. And I'm thinking Alex is going to kill us because we're spamming his chat where people are supposed to put up hands with all these gifs. But anyhow, yeah, much love, brother. Um, Dude, I will never apologize for sending those because that is how that is my favorite way to like portray emotion in my words. So I love doing that. But I, I love what everybody's saying up here. Like, seriously, like I've heard people say, like, you know, just going on a walk could be your form of like meditating and you you put it great um you know anything that you lose yourself in anything where you like sort of lose track of time it could be like for me i think when i like when i like just shoot hoops like you were saying like i just think like there is something there like maybe i shouldn't listen to music but like i do think i'm very like in the moment during that time so like maybe that does sort of count as some like mindfulness activity um but I think like also too like we've been talking about like because obviously this links is like the breathing and like I I've there's science behind that too to go back to Andrew Huberman I watched his uh, like his science on the breath and like it's crazy he says throughout the day like whether we know it or not when we build up this anxiety we do something called the f the physiological sigh which is just throughout the day we might just go like and we just breathe out and we don't even know it it's just our body that's naturally doing it because we built up this you know stress and anxiety. And that's like a real time stress reliever to be able to take a deep breath. And he actually says, when you take the deep breath, when you breathe in, you should quickly try to take another breath really quick and then exhale. And then obviously he talks about how, you know, if your exhales are longer than your inhales, that is what slows the heart rate down. Uh, but I thought that was really interesting too, because obviously, like I said, it links, but it's also like a real time way to relieve stress. He talks about how, um, it's, it's usually pretty hard to calm the mind with the mind. It's like, it can't happen. Like when your mind's freaking out, you're then trying to transform that into your mind, not freaking out. And it's just freaking out even more. So I think the best way, like, and he's talked about this, the best way to combat the mind is with your, your psychological, like being like your body, like use your body to calm the mind, use the mind to calm the body. 
So uh, I, I think that links to, and I'm taking like breathing a lot more seriously lately. Uh, so I'm being more like intentional with it, but seriously, great points up here and funky. Like I said, I will probably be spamming gifts in that server for way too long. <laughs> well, great, great discussion we're having here. We go from security risks to LinkedIn to mindfulness and meditation, all of the things, you know, you need for a good life. Um, with that being said, I don't know if anyone has any any other topics. We are currently an hour and 20 minutes in. So that's bullish. Boy, we can talk. Um, we have a hand up. We got greenghost.bnb. You don't see that very often. What's going on? Hey, everybody. Hey, I don't really have too, too much to uh, contribute to the conversation here. But I did want to say, you know, I really like the vibes in this chat. I've been sort of passively listening for about 20 25 minutes now and just you know really appreciate everything all of you are speaking about i like the topics about meditation you know it really resonates with me how you could just go on a walk and that could be your form of meditation for me for example you know i i don't really think of bike rides as meditation but i do go on bike rides at least like once a week on the beach and you know i do ride like 10 20 miles sometimes and i never really thought about it being meditation but it is what i like to do it does clear your head you know, and it is a form of exercise, which sort of does that naturally anyways. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, thanks for kind of opening up my eyes to that because it really is meditation in the end. If it, uh, you know, in, uh, increases my, you know, happiness, makes me feel better and clears my head. So yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, thanks for the good vibes in here. And yeah. Well, we definitely appreciate that. Fortunately, we, we try to host spaces every single day. The one we do weekly is after the, LF Grow party. So if you like the vibes, you know, Flourish and I are always trying to bring them. Uh, Flourish, however, brings down my vibe a little bit because he steals the limelight and everyone loves him so much. But, you know, that is well earned and I respect the hustle. So you got to love to see that. But definitely, no, bro, on bro, bro, bro. I got to say this. Chris is the idea man here. Chris with the spaces. We got like a potential, like, you know, the 1% interview type thing on the way. So Chris is the, is the, the brain behind it all. So, bro, like, take some flowers. I'm the drummer. You're the lead singer. Let's, let's put it that way. I'm the drummer, which makes sense because I used to play hockey and I was the goalie. So the goalie and the drummer are kind of in the back making things happen. And you're the face and you're doing a great job. So we love to see that. But anyway, point of the story is simply, if you like the vibe, turn on space notifications for Flourish or myself. And you can get into our spaces more often. But that's all we have this has been a great talk this is stb radio this is posted on spotify so if you enjoy this content you can go back and easily find other episodes we're always striving to have a good time so i Chris, guess that's it one last thing real yeah, what's quick. up um for one when i played hockey i was a goalie too and two i don't play any musical instruments but the number one instrument i've always wanted to play is drums so i'm right there with you brother and i appreciate you too so don't don't get lost in the in the mix with force also for anybody who's interested in the little replies to this, I just dropped one of the fa my favorite go-to sort of books that I, when people ask about mindfulness, it's called Mindfulness, Finding Peace in a Frantic World. It's written by one guy's a neuroscientist. The other guy is a, a journalist. And so they co-wrote this book. It's written in, I think, either eight or 10 chapters, which are meant to be read one a week. So it's very accessible because it's just like a few pages explaining a particular practice, how it benefits you, the brain science behind it. And the website that I dropped has all sorts of free, simple, short, five-minute guided meditations. 
So things like that um, can help you. And um, just because he had spoken up a, a Green Ghost, I wanted to just say, not only do you have a dope PFP, it's cool, but um, also I, I at one point was very heavy in my life and I lost about 100 pounds. And I started my, my weight loss journey with bike riding because in my head, the thing that I loved the most from being a kid was being outdoors and riding my, my bike around. So when I began my weight loss journey, I thought, how am I going to do this? And the simplest thing for me was just going to a bike store and buying a, a brand new bike. This is right around the time that the hybrids like mountain bikes were coming out. And then I just started riding. And like I, from the beginning of that summer, I could barely ride five miles on a bike. And that summer I was doing two 20 mile rides a day, you know, at the beginning, before work and after work. And so, um, yeah, I definitely totally get the whole bike riding thing. It, you know, just like running anything that can get you out of your own head is going to be beneficial for you. So thanks again for letting me up on stage. Appreciate all you guys. Much love to everybody out there and uh, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. That is a beautiful outro. You love to hear it. I hope to see all your faces in our next space. We're going to continue the good vibes going forward. See everybody.